You're listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. You can find more information about Battle Ready and Addison Free Will Baptist Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash Battle Ready Bible Study. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says. Okay, welcome back to Battle Ready. What are we doing here? I am so sorry. What is this? This is this is a Saturday. Saturday, right? We're getting ready to change our time back. We're going to sleep extra in the morning. That's a good thing. So everybody can get to church. It'll be wonderful. Okay. All right. So we are in Second Chronicles. We're going to be starting in chapter twenty-nine. We've come through several kings that we've had a lot of discussions about. we're in a point in history, and I think you said you were studying this time in history in your homeschool class, so that's good. We're going to have some extra insight into that. Uh, before we start, I just want to remind you that if you'd like to have us, if you have something you'd like to say or you'd like to ask questions, don't forget that we do have an email now that is battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, if we can help, we'd like to do that. And if you can join us on YouTube, sign up. We have that under the Addison Free Will Baptist Church. And that's all of my moment for today. So let's start. We're in Second Chronicles chapter 29. We're going to talk about King Hezekiah. Most people know something about King Hezekiah. And where do you want to start today? Hmm. We talk about the peaks and valleys with these kings that we've been studying. Well, we were just in the lowest valley yet with King Ahaz, his father. And what's interesting about Hezekiah that we're going to talk about today is that he, Satan sought to destroy him before he was even born mm-hmm. because the king that came before his father actually offered his children as sacrifices to a false god named Moloch. They yeah. missed Hezekiah, right? Not, yes. not only that, you know, he, he has sons that die in, a, in battle with him. There, there's all this attack to cut off that line to Jesus Christ unsuccessfully because here we have a great king named Hezekiah mm-hmm. and his mother happens to be, we think, we believe historically, the daughter of Zechariah the priest who she had to have been an influence in some regard because his dad certainly was not. He right. he doubled down in his idolatry and his destruction of the nation. The nation's at an all-time low mm-hmm. and now when he passes away, King Hezekiah comes to the throne and in an attempt to restore everything that his father destroyed. And also, as we start into these next few um, chapters, keep in mind, and I don't know how we want to say this or if I should even say it, but I'm, I'm going to, keep watch because the chronicles, the chronicler, the person who wrote this, is showing a relationship between the kings and the line of David and, and the Levites and their purpose in the church. So the church and the king... When they're working together, yeah. the nation is blessed. When they are not, and the prophet and the prophet, the prophet right. and the priest right. and the king, and, and we know that we've got Isaiah and Micah mm-hmm. and and Zechariah, Zechariah, well, who is both prophet and there's another one yeah. in there, but they're all prophesying at this time. So that's yeah. where we, you know, we get some of that information. But it's just interesting to watch the relationship between how the king acts and what the priests do. Right? And, and, and how, he keeps and whispering people, in your ear, the king is coming. Mm-hmm. The do. king is coming, and no matter what Satan tries to do, he cannot stop it. He can't stop, he can't stop the king from coming. And we He's have, coming to you. And we have hindsight, because we yeah. know Jesus made it here, right? right? We know the line got here. But when you're but seeing, tracing the when line. you're reading these stories, it's hard 
sometimes to follow that scarlet thread that I am they sure talk if you lived in those times, it would be almost impossible to believe you could keep it. Mm-hmm. Because you go through these monumental failures over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, no, look what God did. Look look who he saved. Look who he, who he yep. retained and how he kept right on going. We can see that when we look at the big picture. It's yep. the same way with our own life. And don't it's forget, the same way with the life you lead. You can look at it and say, look, God didn't do this, or God failed me here, or God didn't show up when I asked for this thing. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at the big picture. You're, you're, looking the at the, you're looking at the valleys, and you're not looking at the, that solid, faithful, merciful, loving God that gets you all the way through. And don't forget, too, I think time is an element in this, in this section of the Old Testament. Because you have kings, and it says they, ran, they were this old when they started, and they reigned 39 years and mm-hmm. 16 years. And you don't realize how much time has gone back. And don't forget, what is it, Athaliah, mm-hmm. the queen that tore up tried everything to and tried to get her. All, this has been going on now. Over for, and over. What, probably Since four generations, but Solomon, especially in four right? generations. Solomon turns to idols. We try to cut off the line right there. Mm-hmm. The nation is divided. So it's it's always been since the beginning. See, here's the thing. God's people constantly forget what's at stake. Mm-hmm. Satan never does. He does not forget you what's at stake. You said that the other day. and We were talking about... Um, I want you to bring up what you said the other day when I interrupted your class. I never remember. And you were talking about Christianity has rule, 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 rule. And some false religions just have, well, just do this, right? Yeah, I'll and, make it easy. And and that's a good yeah. topic. And as we get in here, I want you to make sure you bring that up. Because yeah. I thought that was perfect for the lesson, both today and tomorrow morning. That's a good lesson. So we're in chapter 29 of Second Chronicles, and we're hoping today that we can get through maybe a couple of chapters. We'll see what I'm happens. not sure, but we'll, we'll let God lead us, and we'll, we pray that always that when we do this Bible study, we're just believing what it says, and we're not adding to or taking from. We're just kind of seeing what he's got to say and what he says to the us. The partner to Chronicles is Kings, mm-hmm. and... King, the book of Kings goes as far as to say that Hezekiah was even more dedicated to God than David. Mm-hmm. It, says it says that not only was his, his heart right with God, even more so. Mm-hmm. And you think no, nobody that we've mentioned so far has come even with that kind of David. praise. Mm-hmm. They'll say that he, his heart was right with God, but not perfect, mm-hmm. not completely. Right, it, Hezekiah says this is the bright spot here that we can enjoy for a minute in all the darkness that you've seen is King Hezekiah, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And there's there usually there's a couple of stories with King Hezekiah that we hear about a lot. Mm-hmm. His healing is one of them. I think it's in this this section. Maybe not, but I think it's in this section. It, it, Chronicles doesn't tell you, but Kings does. Mm-hmm. So you should go back and read Kings, honestly, because the Second Kings chapter eighteen and and around 19. there, you're going to find the stories about Hezekiah and the things he went through that aren't mm-hmm. recorded here. But what is recorded here? is hope it is it is the faithfulness of god and it's the hope that god keeps drawing men and women unto himself mm-hmm. despite our failings and despite their bad track record i mean just think if you if you've learned anything from the book of chronicles and second chronicles you've learned that mankind does not have a great track record when it comes yeah. to being faithful to god but that god has an unblemished record of being faithful to us mm-hmm. and he he constantly does what he promised he'd do Despite, Despite everything we Despite do. Despite everything. Everything. So, so let's um, let's just start with 29 and verse 1 and see where we go, okay? Okay. 
And it says, Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old, and he reigned nine and twenty years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all his, that David his father had done. And that's the same thing. That's exactly the same phrase that's used in Second Kings chapter 18. Verse 3, he in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. So before we go further, let's remember how why the doors are closed. The doors are closed because his father Ahaz has lost to the northern kingdom of Israel. He's lost battles to the Assyrians, not Assyrians, in their uh, attempt to attack. Jerusalem's been demolished the walls are around the city are broken the temple is broken they're serving ahaz at the attacks of the northern kingdom and the syrians has allowed idol worship in the very temple itself mm -hmm. the, the whole city is corrupted with idols it, it is in a, a horrible condition because of his father's rule here's what's happened though in the world since then in the world the nation the empire of assyria has risen into power Assyria is in modern-day Turkey, it, it, even bigger, and their empire spread around the Mediterranean Sea. They're known for extreme cruelty. They use terrorism as a war tactic. So not only were they very mighty and technologically advanced, more so than Israel and Judah, more so than the nations around them, even in Egypt, they, they had the latest and the best and the biggest army around. But not only that, they would go into each place that they stopped along this journey around the Mediterranean Sea and do horrible things in war, like flay men and women alive, like murder their children cruelly, torture, all these things. So that a lot of nations and a lot of cities that they would march around and camp around would not even attempt to go into battle with them. They just immediately surrender. That was how they, they accomplished as much as they did. And they, they are literally taking over the world, the known world at that time. And they're on the move. Mm -hmm. Before we get to Hezekiah, actually like eight years after he reigns, Assyria has already taken down the northern kingdom. Up here. Their time's up. They've had Elijah. They've had Elisha. They've had warning and warning and warning and prophets. And we've had Isaiah yeah. prophesy to them. And we've had all these people tell them since the founding of the northern ten tribes, their kingdom called Israel, that God was against this idol worship. He was against what's going on in that nation and that they were going to be judged, right? Mm -hmm. We know that God, I don't mean to talk a whole bunch, but God has no, kept a good. faithful a remnant of people yep. that have loved and served him. We know that how? Because he told Elijah. Mm -hmm. He said, I have people you don't even know about, Elijah, mm -hmm. who have never bowed their knees to Baal, that served me, that loved me. And as far as we know, historically, out of every one of the tribes, mm -hmm. there are representatives who don't turn to Baal. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that do. The majority do, and the nation is judged. But there's a faithful remnant that is preserved of every tribe that will come down in, because that's how good God is. He has and, kept and them that's at the end of the all book the way too, through. Right? We so, have 144,000 that have never never bowed their knee to Baal. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so in the northern kingdom, Assyria has crushed it. Mm -hmm. There is no northern kingdom that is ruled by Israel now. It's ruled by the kingdom of Assyria. Next stop, Judah. Next stop, the southern kingdom. David's kingdom, that's Jerusalem. Important, that's important to remember because when we get into um, 
when he starts talking to the guy, I can't think of what he calls him, um, starts with an R. Rabaka, what is it? Sennacherib. No, the other, the, the guy that Rabshika. comes. Rabshika. Rabshika. Yeah. When he starts talking to that representative, that's yeah. what they're doing. And if you, Terror. And, and if you don't know yeah. that part of the story, if you don't realize that they've already done this in the northern kingdom. And everywhere they it came doesn't make it, it doesn't make it as scary. You know, if you look this up in a history book, no, can, nobody can understand why they stopped right there. Nobody can understand why Assyria goes all the way through Israel and then stops at Judah. Why did they stop? Well, this, the Bible tells you why they stop. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's not because Judah is in any condition whatsoever to fight against no. them. Now, Hezekiah does the best that he can as a king. Everything that's within his power to do to strengthen them, he does. But they are in absolutely no condition to stand up against the Assyrian army. And yet, mm-hmm. the Assyrians are stopped at the border mm-hmm. of the northern kingdom. They're stopped. Yes. I want you to think about that. Like, we know this. And we know the story of this. And I know it's coming. It's in later chapters. But this is the story where he lays it out, the letter out in front of the altar and says, what am I going to do, God? People who like archaeology, there is a prism, a carving called Sennacherib's prism. And on that prism, he says everything he's going to do to Judah. And we're going to crush them completely. We're going to annihilate. He didn't. He couldn't. You talk about propaganda. That, that's And God left us that. So <laughs> that we can, can look it. at it and see. Here's what he threatened to do. He but did he none of it. it. He couldn't do it. No. Now, so God in his mercy, mm-hmm. God in his grace, God in his, you know what? There's this thing, he, I don't want to jump ahead, but there's there's an invitation made by Hezekiah later mm-hmm. on. And he tells the people that. in the north, I'm not going to go into all of it, but he says, he's a God of compassion. He's God of mercy. He's a God of grace. Oh, I thought that went until the New Testament. You thought wrong. Yes, he said, right. when, you, when you turn to him, that's who he is, Hezekiah tells them. Mm-hmm. That's what he's like. And you see that in the fact that Israel has been destroyed, but Judah, God gives another period of time in which they can turn and repent. Why? Because somebody's on the throne who believes what his word says. Mm-hmm. So, somebody's it. ruling that's who says, I trust it. Of it. Right? That's the right? simple fact of it. It's just that simple. Hezekiah says, I believe you, God. And I'm, I'm going to act. I'm not just going to say I believe you. I'm going to act like I believe you. And God honors that. And he does honor that. Right? Faults and failures. And all, all through the story. Anywhere in but the book. But he says, I'll honor Hezekiah's belief in right. me, trust in me. So what right? Hezekiah has to do before they're threatened, I mean, well, okay. that's a, yeah. so there's a little bit of time that they that the northern kingdom, what did you say, eight years, is not, has not there's taken There's eight years yet. that he prepares. And yeah. I think everybody, when we go to, when we go to the king's account, mm-hmm. it we, we rush a little bit to being surrounded by this army of the Assyrians, which I did too. I just did that. We might not even get to that chapter tonight when they're surrounded by the Assyrians. But that's a story when we think of Hezekiah, that and his that's extra, story years, extra years, that's the ones that most people think about. It's an incredible victory and a highlight. But what he did is what we should talk is about. Is he told them, be quiet, Yeah. and he took it to the temple and he laid it out before God. So you're 25 years old. Yeah. And the nation around you is crumbling. It's in disrepair. The The previous administration has done everything it can to and kill it, itself. And every king before you has tried to partner 
your grandfather, your even father, the good ones, your father, your grandfather, yeah. especially, have tried to partner with that Northern Kingdom so we of can Israel. get back together and we yeah. can do this together. But that's not worked. It's not worked. And remember, when they when they split in the first place, they went up to the northern piece of that and set up their own form of worship. They said they were calling on God, but they were going to do it their way. Then it became Baal worship. And then it became idol worship in all kinds of different ways. But you know what? All the times they tried before, the northern kingdom had this false sense of security. Mm -hmm. They had this long-suffering of God where judgment did not come. Mm -hmm. Judgment came in the form of drought and different things that happened, but not in a way that made them in a crisis point turn to God. Now and they're ready. not unlike what we have now heard, ready. not unlike what we do, I hate to say this, please forgive me for the way it sounds, but not unlike what we do today. I know the Bible says this, but God meant that. And God's surely not going to be upset if we do this. That's what the Northern Kingdom did. Now they come in and because of all that idol worship and because of that doing it my own way, which we have done since the beginning of time. God removed their protection. He removes their protection and they're and the taken by went. the Assyrians. Now I'm sure just like in Babylon. So you know what you are if you're left there? Ready to hear. Ready yeah, to listen. Yeah, some of you. Some of you are. Some of you are ready to hear it And we're going to talk about that because yeah, I like that part of, of the story are. too. So, so the first thing that King Hezekiah, though, wants to do is he wants to repair what's been damaged because he knows if he's thinking, if he's thinking, we're, we, we think he's thinking, that they're coming for him next, which they are. Makes sense. That he needs to get, we need to get in the right frame of mind with God. What a mess. Yes. That's and, what he's thinking. And, and his what father has just, remember his father not only tore up stuff he sent things out of the temple and sent things out of the treasury and sent the, i mean he did everything Built he could altars in the pattern of the assyrians yeah and changed the temple right? <laughs> went to assyria saw their altar and said and assyria is the one that's going to come after you and he went there and yeah. said let's worship like they worship and we'll do it right in the temple and, and sometimes right? and in some ways he turned that temple around the wrong way he changed yeah. things on the inside God had given specific instructions he said, on how let's to do lay it like this out. Assyria does it. And he says, I like it the way they do better. Let's yeah. turn it around, which I think it's interesting because there is a phrase in here where he says, you turned your back on me. Yeah. And if, Literally. They, if they turned the temple around the way mm -hmm. it sounds like he did, that's exactly what they do when they're mm -hmm. worshiping him. He, they're not in the order that God said to do. So the first, so, what do you do first? Yeah. You inherit a terrible mess. Yes. What do you do first? And the first thing he does is he says, Stop. we need to go to the door. We need to get ourselves to the temple mm -hmm. and fix the doors. People can't get in. So we're going to have to repair these doors because you know where the people need to be? Here. Yeah. And the priests need to be here. So I'm a, the first order of business as king, repair the doors. So think about this. Think about the political climate. Think about the captains of his armies. Think about... The princes, the other people that have rule and power and authority. Is that the first thing they would do to get ready for the Assyrians coming around? How about this? No, they're not. They're going to be thinking, let's build battle stuff and things. But Hezekiah says, no, we got to start here. Put it in your backyard. When we look at the mess that yep. the United States is in, right? The mess that we're in. Yep. yep. Is the first thought you think, let's get the doors of the church open? Let's get anything that obstructs people from coming into the house of God out of the way. No. Or do we think, no, no, first we need to 
deal with Russia. First, we need to deal with this enemy Fix or that enemy borders. or this so thing. Or, do, this or, or do, do you think, get everything out of the way of the door and yeah. let people get in because the church has gotten in its own way. It does. And it's blocked the way to Jesus Christ because they've, they've said everything else is more important and let's compromise on all these things. And we need to get the door open. Yeah. And Hezekiah says, first thing, get the, church, get the door open. Get the door open. And, Repair the door. And and it says, now I'm, I don't know, um, it says... Uh, verse 4 of 29. And he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street. What should we be doing? And he said, hear me, sanctify now yourselves, sanctify the house of the Lord, carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. Step number two. Men of God that are supposed to be carrying the message of the gospel, you need to get yourself in order mm -hmm. and you need to do what you were called to do. Mm-hmm. That's what Hezekiah says. Open Number the door, two, clean up get yourself. the people in here. But when they get in here, you better have the right thing to say. Mm -hmm. And you don't have anything to say in the condition you're in right mm -hmm. now. No. So he's saying to the church, to the leadership of the church, repent. Mm -hmm. Clean yourself up. Get ready to do what God called you to do. You've given up on me. Could we not say that to every exactly, Christian right in now. America right now? Yeah. Get yourself cleaned up. Let's stop get with all the foolishness yeah. in church we and get back to that. what God would have you to do in yes. the first place. Because that's right? the, that's you can't do anything for anybody, for the country, for anything, if you're not right yourself. Right. And we might act like that's not a big to-do, but I know myself personally, there's a that's lot of cleaning up I need to do. Yeah. Every day I fail. And because your eyes get off what's important and gets on to something else. You want to do something great for the kingdom of God. Everybody says, I want to do something for mm -hmm. God. I want to serve him greatly. Pray for your leadership. Mm -hmm. Pray for ministers to rise up and teach pray the truth your, of God and be inspired by God to speak his word. Pray for pray for Holy that to clean you those up. brave men of God to yes. lead. Yes. And to be open and, and bold in their faith. where are our leaders? Where are the men? They're a gift from God. They so are. let's pray for them. They are. Right? I made the comment, and I think that's me, important. this is going to say, this is going to sound all together like I'm trying to say something wrong, but I'm not. I said this to someone this week. We have a situation where, you know, we're talking about a lot of things that should be fixed and should be done. But we've aborted a lot of our leaders that should be rising up. We've got to rise up and clean ourselves up because we've done things in this country that that are affecting how we do what we do every day. But he's merciful. But he and is compassionate. And he shows and he has a graceful, that, right? And, and he and, shows him that. And it, we're going to get to a place where he says, come, even if you don't come cleaned up. Yeah. Verse 10 of 29 says, now, this is Hezekiah speaking now, it is in my heart to make a covenant with the Lord God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. He said, here's what we need. Mm -hmm. We need to seek God in a covenant relationship. We mm -hmm. need to say to God, we belong to you. Mm -hmm. You are the only God that we serve. And this is what it's going to be from hear here on. Before? We're going to make a promise. You know what? Where did you hear that before, though? America needs a covenant. It does. But where The did church needs a covenant. Where did Hezekiah hear that before? Where did they make a covenant? They've done that before. They have. But they broke away from that covenant. Mm -hmm. They made it with Moses and Mount Sinai. They said, whatever Solomon, God says, that's what we're going to do. And over and over. over and over. They have, they have had this covenant. And he's bringing it back to memory they to did. say, this is not an old thing. This isn't something that we used to think, and it's just old-fashioned. And he's saying, Can't you see the people need. around him going, 
But the gates broken down. Mm-hmm. But the walls need mm-hmm. fixed. But we don't have oh, we don't have an army. And the our, and army's broken and down. Look at what they got. And, they got all this and stuff. And then he's going stop. Yes. We need to. It's my heart mm-hmm. for us to restore the covenant mm-hmm. before we work on any Anything other problems. Else. Get the doors open. Mm-hmm. Get the men of God empowered to speak what they're supposed to speak. Make yes. a covenant with the Lord. Get him back in a and right relationship with him. Cannot do that. Without. And then he then he says a little later on. I can't remember which verse it is, and I'm not going to waste time looking for it. But he says, "You need to confess." Mm-hmm. He says to the Levites and the priests, "You need to state the problem." Yes. And you know Absolutely. what? Daniel they, does that. That's up. Isaiah does that. Jeremiah does that. Ezekiel does that. They in prayer to God, they say, "Lord, we are sinners. We are lost. We are not in the right place. State." The problem. This is what we need, Lord. He doesn't say they, he doesn't say you need to get together and ask the Lord if he'll protect you against the Assyrians. He says you need to confess what's going on with you. So that God knows that you know yes. what's wrong. Yeah. Right? So we're gonna get together and confess it. The next thing he does is he gets the band back together. Yeah. He cleans the house so too. We, we spent a long time when we studied. Mm-hmm. I don't remember even which book we were in, but we spent a long time talking about maybe it was just First Chronicles about the men and the women who wrote the praise and played the music and and dedicated the house of God. Guess what? He calls their great 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 grandkids. Mm-hmm. He, he goes and gets those same names mm-hmm. and that says, are in the book something. of Songs, and he says. Listen, I'm getting the Levites to do what they're supposed to do. We're getting the doors fixed. We're making a covenant. We're cleaning out the house. But here's what we need more than we need walls to Jerusalem. We need praise. Mm-hmm. So get it together. Yes. And, the, exactly and they start does. the Kohathites. And all and the of those things Jephians are not the things that a battle strategy sergeant, captain, whatever general would do. But it's exactly, but it's exactly what, what David God did. Wants done. Yes, exactly right. In the order that David did it. It is exactly right. So do you know what? I, I see that it's a pattern the, for us to know. Somebody's mother, I shouldn't give her too much, somebody's mother said, mm-hmm. son, this is how you do it. This is how you do I'm it. I'm not giving her credit because God can inspire Hezekiah how he wants. But the Bible puts her in there for a reason. I agree with that. And somebody, I I, I was thinking the other day, we're studying the thousand year period, roughly a thousand year period between the fall of Rome and 500 AD and Christopher Columbus sailing to America. And we're, and we're looking at what the church did and what you keep seeing. If you study that part of history is the failure at the top. You keep seeing corruption and split and dissension and argumentation and every, I hate you and you hate me and church ideology going to war with each other to destroy one another Mm -hmm. over that thousand year period different times but you know who wasn't doing that moms and dads and grandpas and uncles that carried the message of the cross all the way down until it got to me Mm -hmm. and that's what's happening here that's what's happening. we've had corruption at the top like you wouldn't believe we've we've had violation after violation of god's law but somebody got to hezekiah and said you know how david did it this is how he did it Right? Mm-hmm. This is how Jehoshaphat did it. This mm-hmm. is how it's done. This is how you turn your back. Mm-hmm. You turn your back from the world and you turn toward Christ. Mm-hmm. This, not Christ because he doesn't know that. The, the Christ that's coming, the Messiah that's coming. You're still turn toward you're him. remembering that what the God promise. said is true. Right? And he is the creator. And, and, I, and I think it's amazing, too, when you study in the book of Isaiah. And he is forever saying to them, I want them to know I am the Lord. Yeah. It's me. 
I, me, not all these other things that you want, me. And in 2023, we forget yeah. he is the Lord. It is him. Yep. And he says, I looked around. There's none else. It's me. But and we are so smart that we're stupid. We are. And we have fallen away from that. And he's, I think it's amazing what Hezekiah does. I can imagine that he has, he has had to fight every day that someone's trying to get rid of him because how dare he bring God back into this. And yet there's enough people that understand that, that he gets it accomplished. What, it takes two weeks, was it two weeks or so? About, to just a, get the trash out of the house of the Lord. To clean, to just, clean it to up. To even get Fix it out of the there. doors. It's so broken. Mm-hmm. It's so filthy. It's so corrupt. It's so mm-hmm. powerless. Mm-hmm. But God's not done with it. But he's not done. And that's where he... And, and he, it can be restored. And, and his promise that he made to Solomon when he came down after Solomon's dedication of the temple. He meant that. The only thing in order in the house of God when Hezekiah comes into power is the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. He's still there. He's still there. And when they turn and they do what he asks them to do, he answers. He does. So I, I just think... I, I know we're not reading every verse of 29, but I made a list. <laughs> I put it in order of what he did to tell you because the next one excites me too. So go ahead. So the next thing he does, they take a trip to the, the creek. Mm-hmm. They go down to the Kidron Valley and yep. they go down to the water and they take all that filth. And they throw it in there. And they leave it there. And I think of as a little girl standing on the bank of the creek and watching people go in and be baptized who took all that filth. They were carrying and left it there. And left it there. Not because the water washed away anything, but because the blood of Christ did and we're showing it. Mm -hmm. But I just think about taking all those idols, crushing them into powder, letting the water carry it away. What a symbol. Don't forget too that that Kindred Valley, if I'm not mistaken, that Kindred Valley is where he steps when when the Lord returns for his second coming. He steps on the Mount of Olives. He splits that valley it, open. It had to be crossed mm-hmm. when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. For him to get to one For him to get other. to where he's going to the cross, he stepped over. All of this. This. All this, of this right here. Mm-hmm. Jesus crossed that water. There's so much symbolism in them taking all that filth out of the temple and taking it down there to that water. And washing it, and away. that's also where all the blood of the sacrifices Elijah did the same thing. Go. That's right? where all that stuff is at. That's the blood the from the filth, temple runs that's into where the, the valley. final battle is supposed to yeah. be. That's where all, the carrying because, away because the battle is right? always between. It is always between. Is God right, or are we able to create our own rule? The reason I love to be with God's people, whether we're here in this building worshiping, or we're at home. Together talking about the Lord. The reason I love that and the reason I love my relationship with God is because I love that he washes me clean. Mm -hmm. This world makes us filthy. We pick up garbage. We pick up nonsense. We pick up false idols and false loves. We believe the lies. We believe. But the blood of Jesus makes me clean. We forget what the Bible tells us about how to live our life. And we we fall for the, oh, you got to do this. And if you don't do that, you're not this. The There's nothing that of feels as good as clean. That's true. The te- the jewels of the temple are gone. Mm-hmm. He Nothing's lost them. There. Yeah. Right? His the father treasury. lost them. Yeah, the treasury, the treasury of the temple is gone. Mm-hmm. But the cleanliness of the temple 
is being restored. Is being restored. The filth is washing away. And if you find, right? and what you find out is that the priests not only do that, they not only clean themselves up and then clean out the temple, but then they also start repairing things and making new things to put back in the temple. Do you remember your baptism? Do you remember how you felt? <laughs> I think that's, I laugh only because I've only been baptized like 47. 47. <laughs> I forgot. Catholic girl. <laughs> no, I was baptized at the Catholic church, but then. 47 times? <laughs> at least three. <laughs> but it took a while for me. Yeah. But then I got baptized here. And then I got saved, and then I got You're baptized, baptized again. again because I felt like I kind of got the you cart know, before I, the horse. I really but admire you, know you for that. I do. You know, it, I there was a lot of people that. that thought, "Why are you doing?" It? I thought, "You know, no, I, admire I didn't get this right, so I'm going to do it right." I'm and it matters right. to get it, it right. It mattered to me that I got it right. I'm very proud of you for that because well, a lot of people wouldn't. They would be like, I "Oh, I don't want to do that," bit. or people to to look at me get it right. I laughed a little bit about that, but. I did. That's true. I've been dunked. There's nothing in there that says that you can't make sure. Yeah. That you can't go in I and make to, sure just you felt are doing like, it for the right reason. For me, I just felt like I I didn't feel like it was honest. I mean, I did right. it because I thought I was doing the right thing. But then when I got saved in the church, I thought, wait a minute. I got that wrong. I need to do that again. So we did. I'm proud of you for that. I'm glad I had a minister who wasn't afraid to, to do take it again. me back. To do right? it again. Right? And I'm a, yeah. sometimes now, I'm not so bold on a lot of things, but I, I did do that. We did do that. Do so what happens next? Yep, let's go. So we start to have this revival. That's, that's kind of what you were talking about when we started a little bit ago. We are having, this is what revival is. Revival isn't just a series of services. No. Revival isn't it's a just, it isn't just, changing and deciding I'm going to do good. Nope. Revival is a, is a process. And I like that the process started with me cleaning myself up and then cleaning up my surroundings and then getting the church right. And then if we you know, were God and they did this, we would say, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You've gotten this so wrong. Mm -hmm. Chances are up, you yeah, know, yeah. forget about it. God is like immediately responding to what they're Turning doing to what they do yep. immediately responding and i don't you don't have any idea really because that's it the grace of god how much protection they gain just from the fact that this was first we're feeble and we're but we're but we're i don't him think first. this works if this is second well isn't that i think this says? works because this is first and we know that because scripture says seek ye yeah. first the kingdom of heaven you've yeah. got it's got to be a priority that's probably the most frustrating part for me for people that I love who, oh, well, I'll get to church. Oh, I, I'll go. I just don't feel like it has to be the priority. If it's not the priority, your it's relationship with God, then it's not really anything. It's no, because he's not Lord. You're, he is Lord, but you're not acknowledging that. No. It has to be first. It has to be a priority. And a lot of people... Did you notice they're praising, they're cleansing, they're restoring... Before they offer sacrifices? Yes, I do. Because it, it's not it's in the not. blood of the lambs. and That's because I believe what God said, that yes, I come and offer I these sacrifices. Mm -hmm. But first is the covenant. Mm -hmm. First is the acknowledgement. First is the confession. Mm -hmm. Right? First. first is that I have a relationship with God. And then these sacrifices that he begins to make, these sin offerings, 
says they haven't been done in a long time. And, remember, and here's the sin going into no, wait. the blood of the Lamb, going into the Holy of Holies at first. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to get later on to, to he'll do more. But at first, it's that sin, that yearly sacrifice for sin. It says it hasn't been done in a while. The priests weren't in a condition to do it. And it says they're ashamed. they're ashamed. The priests are ashamed that he has to tell them to do this. Mm -hmm. Because yes. the priests had given because up. That's their job. They'd given up. Mm hmm that's and the king job. had to remind him, excuse me, this is your there's job. no place to give up. You have a job to do. Get up. And they're ashamed of themselves, as they should be. Mm -hmm. And then they offer that blood of the lamb in the temple. A little bit of shame about not doing things the way you should Useful? is not a bad thing, right? <laughs> well, I mean, they, a little bit of shame is you good don't for you. don't give up. But there are people who say, you know what? I backed up on God, and now I'm lost forever. And I'm just not going to do any more. Nope. Get, yeah. back up, get back up, do what you were called to do, mm -hmm. get back in the position you were I called to be I in. I just don't feel the same as I used to feel about church. Get up. Well, of course you don't. You're not doing anything. That's you're just there's you're, stuff in the way of the door. Move it. it. Clean out your clean it out. Right. Clean, clean yourself up. Get your get house ready. cleaned up. You can't clean yourself up. I know what you meant. I know. Right. I don't mean the, it that way. I mean God has to clean you up. Yes. But get up. Yeah. You have to come and ask and get back in that right relationship. Yeah. And the sacrifices come, and then the people get so excited. And then there might be something you have to change altogether. You have to change your thinking. You might have to say you're sorry. You might have to, you might have a few things to fix, right? The, the, the sacrifice that's made for everyone is one thing. Then there's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Those yeah. begin to pour in. Now, yeah. the, the trouble in the northern kingdom, no doubt, has gotten their attention. Yes. You say, well, these people are only coming to the Lord because they don't want to be destroyed. That's why I came. Mm -hmm. When when exactly. the preacher said that hell was the result of not having a relationship with Christ, I said, I'm in. I want to know Christ. I don't want to be in hell. That's right. I love Christ today more than I've ever loved him before because it's a relationship and it grows. Mm -hmm. And you are so glad that you have Christ because of Christ. Mm -hmm. But do you know why I fled? I didn't want to be judged. Mm -hmm. Right? Why mm -hmm. I came to the Lord? Same reason they did. Mm -hmm. You know that he's got their attention. And yeah. that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Because they're and recognizing that God is God and he has been God and he's waiting on you. That's it's not just, a bad thing, too. But, they start offering these Thanksgiving but sacrifices. Here they come, though. He sends letters. Where are we to the letter? No, nope, we're, we're not we're yet. That's there. the next chapter. That's why okay. I want to get through 29 to get to 30. Okay. It says, um, verse 36, the last verse of chapter 29 says, and Hezekiah, and Hezekiah rejoiced. rejoiced and all the people that God had prepared the people for the thing that was done. The thing was done suddenly. So what he's what he's saying is, OK, we're sitting here now. We're past the sacrifice for sin, which he made first. Mm -hmm. They're offering all these sacrifices for Thanksgiving as if somebody had been getting them ready. Mm -hmm. And Hezekiah and the people in leadership are marveling mm -hmm. that God was working with them, but he was also working with everybody else. Mm -hmm. They were ready for that. Mm -hmm. And, and he goes, look what God did. Mm -hmm. They've already, they're ready to sacrifice. They wanted to bring. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be restored. They wanted to come together. Because they and understand, they marvel they at the understand what the blessing of God is. They've but been see, living Hezekiah under thought this. he was the only one in on this deal. Yeah, but he's not. No, he's not. We never are alone. And he marvels. I'm like, okay, so when the Thanksgiving starts pouring in, have you ever marveled at how God worked both ends at the same time in your life? Like you yeah. thought... You had to figure out everything on your own. He was working with them the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then it comes together just right. 
And you sit back and you go, Lord, you you are so much bigger than I think you are. Mm-hmm. You are so much more powerful, so so good, much more involved, right? Than I thought you were. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I've done. That. I know what Hezekiah is talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's marveling that God has put this together. He said, "I thought we did this too quick for anybody to be ready." Nope, they're ready because mm-hmm. God's been working on their hearts too. Uh-huh. And the Levites were more, so watch too in thirty four. Go back just a hair. Watch too that the priests were too few. Oh yeah, so they, they had have... to bring in their other Levites to help them and purify. Them. But here it says the priests had to sanctify. The Levites were more upright in heart. Yeah, to sanctify themselves than the priests. Than the priests, just the lay members. Just the lay members of the leadership. But God had been getting them ready. Mm-hmm. Isn't that just exactly <laughs> what happened in the Reformation, yeah, though? it is. In the same thing, that the lay people God were ready gonna, for... What did we say before? It wasn't the top that kept it going. It, it was, was those you consider the bottom. Those that just quietly people. did what they'd done all the way from the, the apostles on, from the day of Pentecost on, just... Mm-hmm. Quietly passing on the pure and simple gospel of Jesus Christ till it gets to me, mm-hmm. not the people at the top. Not the people at the top. Right? Not that they couldn't. They, sure they they're could. supposed to. But they weren't. But they aren't. And sometimes <laughs> it takes, we all need. But reminded. God's working from the bottom up. Yep. That's right? a good point. I he think is. that's a really good point. And don't be that person in church. Don't be that person that hinders the movement of God because you're. You just don't want to do, or you don't. You just don't. I mean, or because you're ashamed. These priests were ashamed. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, your own shame shouldn't get in the way of doing what God has called you to do, because He takes care of that. Mm-hmm. He offered. He made a way for mm-hmm. you to get rid of that mm-hmm. and to be clean and to stand in His presence mm-hmm. and, and to be able to do what He called you to do. That's true, right? So don't. So so I guess so. So I'm never going to make it through the next chapter, and well, that's okay. I'm not going to rush through it. I'm no, just say let, where let's we are. flush that out for a minute. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So what things? What? How do Christians be careful about that? What? What? What is our recommendation then? What do we say? What's the scripture tell us? How does it tell us to not? We we find ourselves away from the mark. I used to think about it like this, and forgive me because I use my hands way too much. But I used to think of it as a clock. And I used to think that at 12 o'clock, we were right with God. And then sometimes I would see myself being over here like 15 after. And I got to get back to the 12 o'clock. Or I'd be over here at 15 till and I have to get back to 12 o'clock. Because I'd be off the mark. That's how I pictured it in my brain, being off the mark. So how does the church, number one, why is it so hard for us as a church to see we're off the mark? And number two, how do we get back on it? And I think the getting back on it is exactly what Hezekiah has done. Sanctify himself, clean himself. Get all the trash, get all out, the of the trash out of the way. Open the door. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to the things that you know. And, and God is not a myth. Confess It's not sin. a pretend thing. It's not something that's old and doesn't matter anymore. Everything that this says has happened, has, has, is getting ready to happen, is going to happen. It's not been faulted for anything that it's been. And yet we will look at it and go, oh, that don't mean anything. That don't that don't affect me. Yes, it does. I marvel at his goodness. I marvel at his faithfulness. I marvel that it's not a hard thing for him to make you right. Nope. It's hard for us to <laughs> let him make it us is, right. It doesn't take him a minute mm-hmm. to get these guys straightened out 
And it's not the treasure in the temple. And it's not the decoration in the temple. All those things God ordained to tell us about the beauty and the richness of Christ. And we've but it's not that. any of those things that were necessary for the restoration. No. What was necessary it's was the, the covenant. It's always the It's heart. my heart, he said, to make a covenant with God. Mm-hmm. To restore it the things that are broken down. Heart. It is always, always, always. That is what I'm about. Where is your heart? So in then, relationship to God, where is it? I have to get the first part of 30. We won't finish it. We'll okay, come back and we'll talk about it more. Okay, go ahead. So the next thing he does, so we've offered sin sacrifices, right? That's mm-hmm. most important. We've been in this period that he didn't even expect of Thanksgiving. Where the, there are so many that we have to call in reinforcements to offer these sacrifices of Thanksgiving and praise. Mm-hmm. We've got the band back together. Mm-hmm. We've got the doors cleaned up and open. We've got the Levites cleansing themselves so they're ready to serve and to say exactly what God would have them to say. Mm-hmm. And then Hezekiah gets this idea and he goes, we missed Passover. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we've missed it for years. <laughs> we yeah. haven't done it right. We've missed Passover is important, he says. So we're late. God told him what day to do it on. Guess mm-hmm. what? Hezekiah missed it. But in the book of Numbers, chapter 9, verse 9, God said, if you if forget, it, do it on this day. We so it, we Hezekiah goes, okay, we've got some grace on this. We can do it on this day. We're going to have the Passover. And he said, now we're going to have Passover. Considering the condition of our brothers and sisters in the north, we're going to invite them all. <laughs> like a Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not going to invite them like my predecessors did to go to war with me. I'm not going to invite them like they did to do trade with me. I'm not going to pay them to be mercenaries on my behalf. But I'm going to invite them to worship with me. Can you imagine? And celebrate the fact that God brought us out as slaves Mm -hmm. and has given us everything we have. And we're going to remember, before we build the walls, we Mm -hmm. are going to remember that he's done it before and he can do it again. Mm Yep. Yep. Right? So he sends people. So verse 6 says, So the posts went with the letters from the king and his princes throughout all Israel and Judah, and according to the commandment of the king, saying, Ye children of Israel, turn again unto the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, and he will return to the remnant of you that are escaped out of the hand of the king of Assyria. They're all from the same ancestry. They're all Abraham, Isaac, Jacob's family. That's who they are. That's who they are. That's when they split. That's still who they Hezekiah are. Hezekiah says, hey, do you remember? You want to remember with us mm-hmm. who we are? Mm-hmm. Right? And when he sends that out, there's two responses. If you want to keep reading, I mm-hmm. think that'd be a good idea. Okay. It says, verse 7, And be not like, be not ye like your fathers and like your brethren, which trespassed against the Lord God of their fathers, who therefore gave them up to desolation, as ye see. Now be you not stiff-necked, he's still telling them, like your fathers, but yield yourselves unto the Lord, and enter into his sanctuary, which he hath sanctified forever, and serve the Lord your God, that the fierceness of his wrath may turn away from you. Isn't and then it goes down. he mentions their fathers, mm-hmm. considering yeah. who his father is. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, we're not going to do what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Forget about it. Well, this is a brand new day. And this will come be, down and do. Don't this. forget verse nine. This is so important because this is kind of what you've been speaking to mm-hmm. all along. We make it so hard, and it is not hard. He said, "For if you this. turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find, find compassion. 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 <laughs> See, compassion. It's not. He's not going to find 
God's God not will just, make you pay back every penny. He's not no, waiting to find zap compassion. you and how dare yeah. you ask me for forgiveness. He's never if done that. If you turn, you'll find compassion. Compassion before them that led them captive so that they shall come again into this land. For the Lord your God is gracious, gracious and, merciful. and merciful and will not turn away his face from you if you return unto him. Where is it? that we get the idea that God is out to get us. He's just waiting to slap us down. He's just ready to show us how sinful and failed, flawed and horrible we are. What he really wants is just for you to a turn around to show and acknowledge to you, tell, let you know he's gracious. Does he have wrath? Yes. Is there going to be wrath? Yes, but not on the ones that turn to him. Right. Right? Keep reading. Keep compassion. So, verse 10, the post passed from city to city through the country of Ephraim and Manasseh, even into Zebulun. And this makes my heart hurt. But they laughed them to scorn and mocked them. Verse 11, nevertheless, divers of Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves and came to Jerusalem. Who is Asher, Manasseh, and Zebulun? Who are they? Sons of Jacob, Joseph, Manasseh, yeah. Asher, Zebulun. Yeah. Original 12. Also in Judah, the hand of God was to give them one heart to do the commandment of the king and of the princes by the word of the Lord. They're all invited. Mm-hmm. Some laugh. But only some accepted. Some laugh. And when they accepted, they didn't come to cause division. They didn't come down into the city of Jerusalem and say, Hezekiah, you're doing it wrong. And they could have. They could Because we're going to learn in the rest of this chapter that the priests were not really sanctified the way they were supposed to be. The people eating the Passover didn't do. They were supposed to go through what the Old Testament told them to do to be ready to eat the Passover. They forgot. They forgot. They didn't know. It's it had been, been so long, long since you did it. And Hezekiah goes, I love this. Hezekiah goes, Lord, it was our heart to do it right. Mm-hmm. And they messed up, but Lord, will you will you honor the heart? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know he did. He does. He honors the heart. He always <laughs> he honors did. the heart. So they're not they're not fit to eat the Passover. Mm-hmm. They're this, not this, doing. In other words, I'm trying not to not, get weepy at this point. They're not doing it right. They come just as they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yes, come they exactly do. as they are, out of that sinful place, mm-hmm. and they come to Jerusalem, and they do they. The Passover is the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. It's what Jesus ate with his disciples when he says, this is my blood, this is my body. They came just like they are. Now look, I'm going to read this right? to give you just a minute. And God Verse says, 17, honor their heart. Listen to what he says. Verse 17 of chapter 30 says, For there were many in the congregation that were not sanctified. Therefore the Levites had the charge of killing of the Passover for every one that was not clean to sanctify them unto the Lord. For a multitude of the people, even many of Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves, yet did they eat the Passover, otherwise that it was written. But, 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 but Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, The good Lord pardon every one. You know, it's just exactly what Jesus does. That prepareth his heart to seek God, yeah. the Lord God of his fathers, Though he be not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary, and the Lord hearkened to Hezekiah and healed the people. And in that moment, mm-hmm. Hezekiah is a picture of Christ mm-hmm. interceding for me, 
with the blood Standing that he at the right took hand from, of the right, <laughs> with that blood that he presented in heaven that he shed on the cross, mm-hmm. saying they they can come just like they are, and this will pay for it. Mm-hmm. This will make a way for them. Don't don't hold them guilty because they did it wrong. Mm-hmm. I did it right. Mm-hmm. Right, That's my heart was point. right, mm-hmm. and, and in that moment, he's showing who the Messiah is going to be, which is what these books are about. These books are about one day a king is coming who will do it right, and he does it, and right. he's going to intercede mm-hmm. on our behalf, and he will honor the the intent of our heart, not the letter of the law, but he the spirit knows, of the law. He knows the very intent. You know, of there ours. were times that the, the law was broken that seemed severe mm-hmm. in the reactions. You think of things that happened in in other stories. But when the heart was turned to God, mm-hmm. trusting Him fully, there's intercession made. Moses did it, mm-hmm. right? David did it. Hezekiah Solomon it. did it. Hezekiah does it. That, that they we stand in it. that gap and say, Lord, I know they're guilty, mm-hmm. but accept them for my sake. And for the, yes. Accept them for my sake. Because our intention, Lord, was is to heart. honor you and to be in a covenant with you. And He does. He does. When people are like, anybody that tells you they were saved under the law, they were not. They were mm-hmm. saved for their belief in what God said He would do and God's gracious mercy and compassion and His tenderness toward His people when He would look at that intercessor and say, for your sake, right? Mm-hmm. I accept it. And I don't want to miss these two verses because I think these are the verses that, these are the verses that make me weep also. It says, And the children of Israel that were present at Jerusalem kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with great gladness. (laughs) They didn't want to go home. And the Levites and the priests praised the Lord day by day, singing with loud instruments. Just kept getting better and better. Right? And Hezekiah, who was the king, Mm -hmm. spake comfortably unto all the Levites that taught the good knowledge of the Lord. It is good knowledge to know the mm-hmm. Lord. It is not a chore, a task, a, a horrible thing that I have to do because I go to church on Sunday. It is not a show. It is not a, here's what I do because it puts me in a nice social standing. It shows people I'm well-rounded. It is you a that verse. good knowledge of the Lord. And they did eat throughout the feast seven days, Offering peace offerings mm-hmm. and making confession to the, the Lord God of their fathers. The more they know about how good He is, the more the they, more they confess do. how not good they were, and the more the acceptance, the forgiveness, the love, the grace pours on that congregation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? God, God is like, okay, we're getting somewhere now. Mm-hmm. Now I've got. Now you're where I want. Now you. you're where I want you. Right? And we should always be that way. And I'm afraid as a church we've gotten away from that. We've. I think of. I think of Jesus taking that basin at the end of that Last mm-hmm. Supper, and, and he's washing their feet, and Peter is so uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And he's so, he feels like that's just the wrong thing for Jesus to do. Yep. And Jesus said, if I don't wash you, you have no part of me. I think about those people that ate that Passover unclean, mm-hmm. that are washed mm-hmm. in this intercession that Hezekiah prays to God. And I think about us, and I think, like, here we come, and we try to get it right. We're trying but God knows that we don't have it right, but he He humbles himself like a servant and makes us clean. Mm-hmm. And washes Isn't us. Isn't that amazing? And, died and, and then Peter has to confess, like, if that's what it takes, if, if what it takes is you washing my feet, then wash, me wash all. all of me, yep. right? That's, what that's he this confession here. That's what he says. That is this, the more they know, the more they say, oh God, mm-hmm. we've messed it up. 
And shouldn't we? And, and yet they rejoice in that. And it they should, don't shame in that. They're rejoicing. They're rejoicing in that. And and for a Christian believer, that's what we should be doing. We should be able to say yeah. to God, "I, you know what? I messed that up, and I'm sorry." And take it. And I'm praising you because and you can. And there's joy in that. That's what we don't get. It's we not, get. We feel like it's groveling, and we feel like it's begging God to care about us, and we feel like it's embarrassing. But these people are confessing their sin in joy, mm-hmm. in thanksgiving, because in praise. When you come up against the Spirit of and God, when to you do come up against the blessings of God, you already know how flawed you are. And, and you, it's not—it's not about it's that. not dis, it's not disqualifying. It's what—it's ha, what has to happen. And that's what he died for. And that's what he did. That's why that's he, what he arose so for. That's what he did. That's what Jesus did. It's hard not to see. Calvary in, <laughs> it's in, all these, over in these books because yeah. if you think because it's always that picture of what's it's coming the story up of Christ. it's coming up and it's all about him it it's says everything in here is about him and this is what I love we're at mm-hmm. our 8 o'clock mark but verse 27 then the priests and the Levites arose and, and blessed, blessed the, people. the people and their voice was heard and their prayer came up to his holy dwelling place even, even unto heaven. heaven God is pleased the, the connection's restored. Mm-hmm. The bridge is restored. We're back right? together. We're back He's in the showing right the bridge that is Christ. That restoration. Think about we were separated in the Garden of Eden by sin, but Christ restored that fellowship. That we can come. Yes, that my voice gets heard in the throne room of heaven, and God says, I know you're not getting it right, but because of the blood of the, the Lamb, because of my Son, mm-hmm. it's all right. I hear what you have to say. And my heart, I right? confess with my I confess with my mouth, I believe and in, in my heart I have a contrite spirit. I know that he hears that me. he is he he hears my cry. He hears my he hears my praise, he hears my confession, he hears my everything that sets the situation right. The covenant is made. There's a humbling and I, don't, I, I know I've went over it already and we're at the end, but the, the humbling of these people is not agony, it's joy. And they can't. When they humble themselves, they find joy there and peace there. Mm-hmm. And they find grace there. And, and compassion and, and mercy. And mercy. Right? And, and you don't think about those words being used in the Old Testament, you don't. but they're all over the Old Testament. All everywhere. Because that's, it, it's always been the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's always been. And Since we it went had backwards, a, we had and types forwards. and shadows. We had right? pictures of it to it's show what was going to happen when it got there. But we've got to get ourselves out of the way. Yeah. And I think we today have to get ourselves out of the way. And you we have to forget. do number one before you get to number whatever it was mm-hmm. when we're here at verse 27. You have to do number one. And we started in right? two chapters. So Hezekiah right. is a good king because he's leading them back to God. It's yeah. not about him. There's nothing in here that says, oh, look at me. I need more money. or All that stuff is needed. Ha, like, have you found anything that works better than the blood of Christ? Have you found anything that you can turn to that does what he does? I can't, no. I've never found anything else that works like that. No, I agree. So this, this what Hezekiah did, with, he went back to what works. Mm-hmm. He did. Right? And that's what we need to do. Go back to what works. So as we close this out, Actually, yes. we're always going forward, but it still works, right? Yeah. And it's not, I guess I say that so many times because in my, the people that I know, it's like, it's no big deal. 
It is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It is, it is the deal. It's the it deal. It is what this is all about. And when you're trying to find your place, when you're trying to find your way out of depression, when you're trying to find any of those things, now, yes, I always caution that with there are people you have to take medicine. I sure. get that. I'm not talking about We're that. We're in human bodies. But there. I'm talking about I'm talking about having that restoration with God, that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. According to his word. Can't just be the way you want it done. No. It's gotta be according to his word. And I'm thankful we have it. And that's kind of the theme of bat, uh, battle ready, is we just believe what it says. We're not trying to make it bigger or smaller or we're just believing what it says and going with what he's taught. Yeah. So if true. you have a question, if you have comments, if you want to share something, if you'd like Please to share something. We'd love to hear we'd like to get an email. any of that because like we're, we're talking to ourselves and into space. <laughs> so we would love to hear from anybody that wants to share anything. And share your testimony. React. Share your thoughts. We'd so. like to hear that. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully we'll be back again next week. Until then, keep your Bibles open. Study. Look up. Lord's coming. We stay battle ready. You've been listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. If you have questions about what we studied today, or if you'd like to send us a message, you can email us at battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. That's battlereadybiblestudy at gmail.com. You can also find more information on our website, www.addisonfwbchurch.org forward slash battlereadybiblestudy. Battle Ready Podcast, believing what it says.